Hi, this is Casey Urlacher with the Village of Matawa. You are listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, and food. My name is Pete, and I'm joined with my co-host, Scoo Walker, and we both live in Lake Forest. Scoo, we got a sponsor for the show today. Guess who it is? Neuro Noodle. Neuro Noodle and Dakota Insurance Group. Nice. You like that? Double sponsor. This is big. Get a doodle of your noodle now that we're starting to get back into live sports. Your kids are getting a physical, right? Well, they should also get a brain map so you have a baseline to compare it to in case something happens on the field. Get your kid back on the field safely. Visit neuronoodle.com. And then SKU, Dakota Insurance Group. They do commercial and residential. They're That's your right. They're your Absolutely. Friends. Stop on down to our office below the lantern. We'll set up a plan for you. Just a beer spill away. Oh, full disclo- full. <laughs> Casey, you've never been to the Lantern, right? I've been there a few times. Love that place. You, you... <laughs> All I've right, heard hear the that, stories. You hear that, Beth? You got to come on the show now. Full <clears> disclosure: <throat> I'm on the caucus volunteer committee. I'm an advocate of the caucus, and I'm trying to educate the community, Casey. So we have more people volunteering to pitch in. I'm not a caucus or city government expert. You'll pick that up pretty quick. I do my best to bring on experts to educate all of us. Heads up, we're going to make mistakes on the show. We will not edit our guest comments. We'll post corrections in chat and welcome people to come on the show to correct us. Again, you know the show's getting big, Scoo, and you got to say stuff like that. And I, have, I, have, I don't have to say anything like that either. Or should I put my mine in there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. It's early in the show. Okay. <laughs> One of the goals of the podcast is educate our listeners to the goings-on in the Lake Forest area. And today we're joined by our neighbor to the west, the mayor of Mattawa, Illinois, Casey Erlocker. Let's chat with Mayor Erlocker and see what's going on with him and our neighbors to the west. Casey, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Pete. It's cool. Oh, yeah. We're going to have some fun. You started out in New Mexico, and then you came out this way. You, you just want to be part of the Chicago Winners? That's it? Had nothing with your bro playing ball, huh? <laughs> no, nah, it's, uh, you know, it was uh, at that time, um, I, I, I know you said in the, in the start of the show that both of you are from Lake Forest, so you probably followed Lake Forest uh, football or athletics a little bit. You know, yeah. when, I, when Brian got drafted in, in uh, April or May, of, I think it was April of 2000, there was a linebacker coach for the Bears at the time named Chuck Bulla. If anybody remembers him, he was Brian's linebacker coach, and he was close friends with the coach at the time at Lake Forest named Chad Isley, who now I believe is at Knox, which is one of our rivals. Uh, I think he was at Knox for a long time, so on and so forth. I won't spare you all the details, but they called and uh, said, you come up for a weekend and we'll do a little visit and check it out. So yeah. I did, and of course yeah. I, I fell in love with the place and I, I was an average football player at best, so I said, I think I could play here, and you know, I guess the rest is history. It turned out great. We ended up having a great team my senior year and, and winning the conference championship the first time in 20 years, so really a lot of great memories there at Lake Forest. It was great school. Coach Slots is a, a great AD and a great, great person and a great lady on top of that, so really good professors and everything was there. I enjoyed it. Glad I went there. Who's the voice of the Lake Forest Scouts for football and basketball? He he has this all down, memorized forwards and backwards. 
School, you got any questions about uh, our guy Casey back in the day? Now, I just heard stories at the Lantern with all those Lake Forest College football players. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of some of the places that we went to back in the day. And, you know, the Lantern, I, the Lantern, I went to every Friday for probably three years, even before a football game. Definitely, we, I'd grab a few of the linebackers and we'd go in there and have lunch and get the Lantern burger and some, some string, onion strings. And uh, it was great, man. I loved the Lantern but. I think the other two that I'll name was the Wooden Nickel and Teddy O'Brien. I think, unfortunately, both of those are closed, but those were in Highwood or Highland Park right there down the street. So we went to those quite a bit also. Stu, those places still around? Uh, I know the – well, the Nickel, when I used to go to when it was the Nickel, is now Toadstools. And uh, Teddy O'Brien's, I, you know, I thought it was still open. I know they opened one up in Mundelein. But, uh, yeah, those are – Rocking places. I think those are, you know, there's a new one over there, Chiefs. I like Chiefs, too. I was in there the other night having a few drinks, so we went stopped in there. I, I like Chiefs. It's right there by Egg Harbor. I'm sure you guys know where it's at. Yeah, Joe, Joe's a good guy. We, he says he's going to come on next week, Scoo. Joe Neasley. You know, we'll, we'll get I like we'll, Joe. Shout out to big old Joe. <laughs> Let, let's get, all right, now we get to know you. All right, ball player moved out here. To be honest with you, the only thing I remember about New Mexico was uh, Breaking Bad and, and, and your bro. Now I get to, you know, get a better f- flavor of the kind of people that come out of there. <laughs> How the heck did you get into politics, man? Yeah, it's a great question, Pete. It really was. It was, uh, it was just kind of weird. My mom passed away in um, 2012. I believe it was 2011-2012, Brian's right before his last year with the Bears. And um, so I was living at the city at the time, and I was still kind of going back and forth. I had a, a condo in the city and still coming up here with Brian and hanging out on the weekends and, and obviously watching the in his game, so on and so forth. And then he was like, hey, let, why don't you move up closer and get rid of your condo in the city and, and uh, move up here and, and let's be closer next to each other like we were. I said, all right. And Brian was single at the time still. So I was, I said, that's great. So I found a piece of property next to him, purchased yeah. that. And uh, the mayor at the time is kind of a, a, a crazy story. The mayor yeah. at the time was not going to run again. He approached me to run and Brian said, you got to do it. I said, why do I got to do it, man? I got no interest in politics whatsoever. He said, you got to do it, man. Everybody likes you. And I said, I do it. I'm happy on my three acres. I don't, I don't really care. He goes, well, think about it. So then I go down to Arizona. Brian had a house in Arizona for uh, the holidays, and you had to file by December 20th. I ended up filing, and, and uh, you know, I won. So I uh, now I'm uh, now I'm starting my third term. I just got reelected, as both of you gentlemen know, I'm sure, through a write-in because of the the, the stuff that I had going on, which I'm sure we're going to touch on in a minute. So um, yeah, that's how no, I kind of got involved. No. Brian pushed yeah. me through it. Brian pushed me into it, I guess, and uh, it's been great. I've met a lot of great people. Um, I've got to learn another side of government that I never thought I would know. And like I said, it's a volunteer position. I, I enjoy it. i got a great group of people I'm surrounded by on my board and and uh, with residents. So it's really good. How does it work out there? Do you have a city manager or is it a board? Like, how does it run? Like, Lake Forest has a city manager. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys had Bob Kiley forever. Bob was a great guy. Um, so I have a great relationship with people from Lake Forest also. Uh, I try to have a, you know, I think as a sitting mayor, you try to have good relationships with your surrounding municipalities or towns, right? That's kind of the goal. So I have a great relationship with Roger Byrne, Vernon Hills. 
Bernie Wysocki, Green Oaks, Cherry Weffler was in Libertyville, and now Donna Johnson got it. And Lake Forest, I have a good relationship. But to your, to your question, Pete, we have six trustees. If there's ever a tie, I vote. So I voted okay. twice in eight years. Okay. And then we, I have a village manager. Some people call them the village administrators. I, all of my employees are insured and bonded, and they create their own LLC. So we have no full-time employees on our staff. I have a financial consultant, a village attorney, and a um, village manager. Those are the and the village clerk. Those four positions are paid, and they're all my appointments of who I get to pick. Obviously, when I say appointments, it still has to pass the board, but uh, those are my appointments. And uh, to remove them, if I ever wanted to, I have I have to bring it up, and then I have to have supermajority to remove those people. So we have a caucus, and you have a board that helps recruit these people. Is that right? Like, how do you know yeah, where to put so, these people in place? Yeah, so I have a public works department. I have a parks and rec department. I have a safety department and a finance. All those, those four committees, safety... Safety um, isn't a commission, it's just a one-person trustee that oversees different things of safety of going on the village, uh, so on and so forth. So for right. us, we got three committees yeah. and one, one commission, we'll call it. So that's how it's set up, and I have chairman for each one of those, and they're three-person committees. And uh, as I said, they, meet, uh, they met last night because our board meeting is this Tuesday. They meet the week prior and give me their list of things that would like to be on the agenda by Friday. We announced our agenda 48 hours, all the state rules and regulations, uh, so everybody can see what will be on the agenda 20, on uh, Tuesday night. Casey's got this down, man. He's got man. this down. He's got a process. <laughs> you do this, and you're a sales guy. How do you balance the two? Like, you got a big deal you got to close, and you got a board meeting. What do you do? So... You know, I, I've never missed a meeting in, in eight years. I've made, uh, what is that, 96 straight meetings I've never missed. I just, you know, I know it's the third Tuesday of every month, and I just plan around, crazy as it sounds, uh, you plan your vacations around it, you plan everything around it. And so 15 votes in, in doing everything, I believe. And so last month in April, after the election, I asked the board if they wanted to come back and attend in uh, a live setting again. So they all said yes, so we're going to try it uh, on Tuesday, and uh, we can have 29 people in the room, I think with the six, six feet of social distancing and so on and so forth. So we can have up to 29, and then uh, everybody else, we're going to stream it through Zoom. So if you can't make it, you know, with the Open Meetings Act, you have to have everybody be allowed if they want to attend the meeting or watch the meeting to do so so unfortunately we're still under uh, the governor's uh, rules that's what we got to do so i've been here for three years casey scoo's been here for 57 years he has a better sense of the history scoo you had a question about costco you seem pretty pissed off before the meetings it's some some happened with costco <laughs> that we should talk about. pete i'm always pissed off <laughs> at least that's what i'm told <laughs> <laughs> hey Casey, wanted to wanted to ask you. I mean, you know, the whole Costco Whole Foods foods thing. Why do why does Lake Forest keep screwing up Route 60? And how can Vernon Hills and you guys I, benefit? Yeah, I, I, I tell you, it, it was a uh, it was fortunate for us and unfortunate for you guys, right? I I, <laughs> I, I don't know, and I, I'm not going to bash anybody by any means, especially in politics as being volunteers. 
you know, you guys have your reasons that you denied it, that you wow. denied it ten times, and I, I didn't sit on those EPA meetings where you denied it ten times, but I, I don't, I <laughs> still can't understand why you did it. But great for us. But in saying that, you know, you, you did it again when you had the Whole Foods that was now in in Vernon Hills. I mean, Whole Foods tried and tried and tried with you guys, and now if I, if I'm speaking about the right location, which I think I am. Now you have a hotel going up there, Michael. Oh, the Forester? By the uh, yeah, you got a hotel going up right off of Saunders Road back in there. That's where the Whole Foods and the yeah, Costco were going to go. And now, and now you have a hotel going up there. Yeah, we got a nice ad, uh, city administration building in place of that, but no tax revenue. <laughs> right. No, no. I, 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 don't, I honestly I don't have the answer for why Lake Forest turned it down. I've, I've read different things. I've, I can't personally say that I've spoke to ZPA members that sat on that and made those decisions those nights, those 10 nights. But, you know, uh, Costco's been a great steward to us, been a great steward of the land. And, you, you know, we we thank you because all of you shop there also and everybody from, from Vernon Hill shops there and Lincolnshire and uh, Libertyville. So we, uh, you know, we're a town of about 640, 50 people. So I, I promise you, all of us shopping there isn't isn't uh, doing the revenue that they do. They they do great revenue there, and like I said, they're very we're very fortunate to have them, and they're great stewards of the property. See, Casey, Casey, Scoot, did you go to a class to learn how to talk like that? I mean, I I'm trying to advance my, myself, and I will not. How the heck? Uh, he has it down, Scoo. He has it down. I tell you, yeah, it's it's uh, you know, I I just think it's you know, it's everyone says how the uh, West Corridor entry into Lake Forest is Route 60, but yet we can't put development there because of politics. Tax revenue yeah. that we can gain goes, you know, goes away. I'm sure the tax revenue from Costco has helped. Let me ask you this one before I cut over. Is it when I was growing up, it was Metawa. Now I hear it's Metawa. Which which one is it, Case? Oh, that's a yeah, good so, so <laughs> I got to scoop. So I did this through when I went through the election in 2013. It's actually called the Village of Matawa, right? Uh -huh. So we were founded by the Potawatomi Indians, and that was uh, we were incorporated in 1960. So people, I think, that want to say it super fast, just say Metawa, right? That's the way <laughs> I had pronounced it for, you know, since 2000, I had pronounced it Metawa. And I think a lot of people probably don't even know that we're there unless you live in one of the surrounding municipalities, right? You, right. You, I never knew I was driving through when I lived in Lake Bluff. I never knew I was driving through the village of Matawa when I was going down Route 60 to go to Vernon Hills to eat at Sucasa or Chili's or wherever was over there at the time. You know, I never knew that. So uh, I think we're kind of a hidden gem in my mind. There are five and a half square miles right there. We're definitely hidden from everybody, which... I think uh, we like. We got the five acre zoning and and uh, got a lot of really uh, unique people. We have a unique village and uh, some unique residents. Yeah, it's so, a, it's a it's a shame. You guys must have had a big uh, tax boon, positive from Costco, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, we when I took over in 2013, I think we started with four million. Don't quote me on it. You can go back and look. It's public knowledge. So yeah. whatever. If I misspeak, you can double check my numbers. But I think when I took over and in 2013, when I was elected, uh, we had about four million, four and a half in the bank, and now we're pushing 12 million. So uh, this is all stuff that you can read. It's nothing that I'm not yeah. misspeaking about or that I can't uh, uh, speak about. So 
you know, we, we've done very well as a village, and, and all of that, while we've done that, we've repaved roads, we've created better infrastructure for our right. village. Uh, no road in my village is less than seven years old that's been repaved or rebuilt. So, uh, you know, I'm very, very proud of those things. And, you know, uh, are we ever going to be perfect and in, in getting the infrastructure 100% correct? No, but we're going to try and, and, and make sure that people aren't flooding their properties. We're doing a, a big watershed study right now uh, with a great group called Hay and Associates uh, to try to maybe replace some different culverts, get water to move to the this Plains River or whichever way it flows a lot easier. So, um, yeah, those are things that we're, we're definitely proud of. And, and I know this is a thing, too. We give a great uh, tax rebate. When I say tax rebate, that's a a surplus rebate that if you've lived in our village for two years, we give some of our, our, our surplus back to you at the end of the, at the end of the year, everybody gets a nice check before uh, the holidays. So great little, great little incentive to live in the village. Scoo, like what we get, get, close, close, close your mouth, Scoo. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think my chin just my... hit the desk. It's just mind-numbing to, to see all the development that tries to get into Lake Forest shot down all the time. It's just unbelievable. And then surrounding areas. Well, Pete, there's one way to change that. I, there's a way to change that. It's volunteer, Pete. I always say it's, that. I say to people, run for office and make your vote count and get go to go attend meetings and ask the questions like you're asking me right now because they're important in there for eight years and I'm going to go to another four. So I said... You know, when people say that, be involved. I, I like it when residents come to meetings because I, I like to hear that you're involved, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Your opinion yeah. matters. Uh, you know, sometimes nothing may get done because I, I think as we, the three of us know sitting on this phone call, government moves slow. It is a yeah. slow, slow process. I mean, it took me six years to close this Granger deal with Granger when we annexed them in. And it was a long, long process, and to keep it in, to keep six trustees, I wouldn't say quiet, but we had to do executive session to talk about the purchase of the land and all that stuff that you could talk about and, and annexing them back in. That was a big deal for us. Man, I forgot about Granger School. I thought that was ours. Casey, you took everything, <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, we bought right. everything down. <laughs> You came into our house and ate our steak. <laughs> okay. Now I hear, I hear you. Look, that's kind of what this podcast started uh, just a few months ago because nobody knew what the caucus was all about, and people were complaining how things were run. School board was always an issue, and I'm like, oh, yeah. if you don't like what's going on, then you know. Part in it. Then we have the uh, contested school board elections. Everybody's all on social media getting pissed off. And then you look at the vote count. Not a lot of people voted. What's up? You know, that's, it's either. That's great. That's, Pete, I'm glad you brought that up because no, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because we just got our election totals for all of Lake County. I think Lake County had 14% turnout, right? 14%, which is horrendous and, and kind of sad. You know, in my village, we had almost 56% turnout of voters. Think about that. Just us, us, we had 56%, which is a huge turnout for us in our local election. It shows that 
the residents in, in our village care, and I, you, you wish that more people would express their feelings and get out and, and vote for whatever you believe in and, and attend the meetings and express your feelings with your vote because it does matter. I mean, yeah. uh, people say, ah, oh, it's not yeah. going to matter. It, it does matter in the scheme of things. Some some of these races came down to to five, six, seven, eight votes. I mean, I think you saw some trustee races or some mayor races that were pretty close, closer than people had expected. So they, it does yeah. matter. All right. Now we know how nice Casey is. He's a great guy. We love him. We're going to have a beer at the Lantern. Let's start knocking him around. You ready, Casey? I'm ready, for sure. What you can knock him around because you're big. <laughs> <laughs> In the last year or two, okay, we had COVID, all, all this stuff going on. And then your name comes up with nine other guys with some some venture. What was going down? I didn't understand it. And then number two, what we see President Trump gives you a pardon forever what went down. I still don't get it. And then you get voted into office. What? Can, can you call, talk to me like I'm a 10 year old, Casey? <laughs> I know you're what smart, Pete, and those schools also. So, I mean, I, it's real simple. Uh, I think it's uh, there's there's a lot more that was going on than, you know, I think uh, I, I take this the right way, Pete, in school because uh, I, I mean this that, that uh, you know, the. There, there was a lot of uh, headline grabbing with my name being put out there uh, through different people and different papers or, or sites. But, you know, I, I had always said that uh, in March of 2019 when I, that I would fight, you know, this to the end, and, and I did. And I, I always felt I was innocent of the charges that were in front of me. You know, I, I wouldn't say that I uh, apologized. I, said, I would say I was more embarrassed of the people that I was associated with. Um, and then so, and those are the wrong people, um, obviously. And, um, yeah. many, many, you, you guys, uh, know that you've been associated with wrong people in your life. And, and I'm a, I'm a pretty trustworthy guy and I try to give people the benefit of the doubt most of the time. And I, I do believe in second chances. I, I do, but my personal life is, is public knowledge for the most part. I, I try to stay private with my wife and my, my, my daughter and, yeah. The inner workings of, of my family, obviously, but you know, I, I've accepted the fact that I was charged with a felon, but it, but I'm not convicted of a felon, and and everything was behind me, all my legal issues, and I I've, I've said this many times. I look forward to to moving past all this. It, it was kind of a uh, dark cloud over me for you know since 2019 and 2020 was kind of a blur for everybody i would i would have to say so you know it's just i got associated with the, the wrong group of people unfortunately and uh, as i said am, am i sorry for it i wouldn't say sorry I, I would say more embarrassed that i let those people infiltrate me and and uh not knowing what was going on behind that so that's unfortunate for me all right hand up came out with it school we let him go yeah, I mean, you know, I, I agree, you know, with Casey saying, I mean, everyone, I think, deserves a second chance. But, um, you know, being in a uh, public figure and all that, um, to be reelected again, I mean, I think that's the testament of the public had a right if they didn't like you, could have voted you out, and they brought you back. So as a, as a write-in. Thank, write thank you for saying that, Scoo. <laughs> yeah, thank you for saying that, Scoo. It, it does mean a lot to me because I – 
you know, I, I tossed and turned about it. I even sent a letter out to my residents saying that I wasn't going to run again because of my legal issues. The filing date was on December 20th. I obviously still had pending legal issues at that time, so I wasn't going to put myself in jeopardy of, of risking the board and, and causing problems for the village of Matawa. That's not who I am and not what I wanted to do. When I got the good news from the previous administration on January 19th or January 20th, whatever date you want to say, when I got that good news about that, well, I had till February 4th. I'd done all my research already of when I could file for a write-in candidate, what I needed to do, so on and so forth. So I'd done all my homework because I had been working on stuff with the previous administration for a while. So I, I felt that maybe I might get a, a shot in the arm of some good luck, right, so to speak. And I did I did it. I did it all the right way. And I did everything the right way. And I filed. And, and like I said, when I spoke to residents about it, I was just very truthful like I am with you guys. I said, look, I, I had things. I, I couldn't file on December 20th. You're not going to see my name on the ballot. You have to physically write my name in and fill in the dot. And it's going to be a process because there's a lot of room for error. If you've ever done a write-in candidate or worked a write-in campaign, yeah. I don't I don't suggest you do it again. <laughs> so, I mean, it was a, it was a lot of work to explain. And we have some smart, smart residents. I tell you, they, they understood and they knew it from the get-go because, as I've stated many times in, in different news articles, I did it for them because – they, they call me at midnight and 12.15 on the night when some of these residents had the news before I did. I mean, they were they were calling me and texting me at 12.15 on a, on a Wednesday or a Tuesday night about it, saying, all right, this is great. You're going to do a write-in. We're going to write you in. We're going to write you in. So it was kind of a – it was very, very interesting how it all came together. So you, you go through all of that, and now you want to be a senator? What's going on? You you just announced this so like, what, that, like know, days ago? Yeah, so I didn't. Uh, here's what happened. I didn't announce anything. I mean, the media they just, you know, I guess yeah. when you say things, they yeah. they they want to pick up on it instantly. I didn't file for anything. That's where they're, where they're all wrong. I tried to exclude people that uh, understand that. I had a Senate account since 2015. I had it deactivated for a long time. I activated that account and. My lady, Dina, who files all my D1 stuff, I called her in the morning on Thursday. I said, Dina, just activate my account. I need to um, do some stuff in my account, please, when you have time. She said, I'll do it this afternoon. She was going to get a lot of phone calls. I said, that's fine. I'm not joking. She texted me at 4.50. At 5.05, she said, your account's, your account's activated, so on and so forth. I said, thanks, Dina. Have a great weekend. I'm not, I'm not joking with you guys at 5.05. You had Rich Miller from Capital Facts. You had Shy Capos from Politico, the Sun Times, the Tribune, everybody calling. And I just, I sent them all the voicemail. I mean, I think Rich got me on the phone because I, I usually answer my phone because I'm in sales for my business. And, yeah. you know, sometimes I get unknown yeah. numbers that I don't have, and maybe it's a job and I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss that phone call. So I answered it and I was driving home from work and Rich said that I hung up on him politely. Well, I did because I had nothing to say. I didn't file. I didn't turn in 30,000 signatures. But, you know, I'm keeping all my options open, as I should. Do I think that Illinois is in a great, great shape right now? 
by no means do I think that at all. So I lost by four percent. I lost by four percent in a tw- a three-way primary in in 2015. I, I, you know, Marty McLaughlin and I, to so to speak, knocked each other out, and this other guy won. Unfortunately, there you go, Scoo. What do you think? So, there you go. So is he running or is he not running, Scoo? That think? sounds like an official, unofficial yes. And we got it here, Pete. <laughs> oh, let my you God, guys run with it the way you want. <laughs> no, we're not running anything, Casey. So, so no, Pete's on the caucus. He, he does not get in political uh, arenas or anything. <laughs> Oh, God, like this podcast, Casey. It's like we got to run a Republicans on here. Then the, the, the liberals, the Democrats get pissed at us. And we say, hey, well, come on and balance the thing out. We can't get anybody to come on. I don't know why. why invite that, them all. Welcome. Invite everybody. Welcome to conversation. Yeah. I like to listen. I, some of my closest friends are Democrats. I, I you know, I, I, I know people that are Democrats. I, I, they don't have much to say to me right now because of what's going on in the world. They're pretty yeah. quiet. What you're, you know, that, that side is pretty quiet now. I mean, I think everybody knows where I stand. I'm a Republican and I'm proud to admit that I grew up in New Mexico. I mean, come on, man. I, uh, even though it's a, a blue state now, unfortunately, I, I've been a Republican. My brother's a staunch Republican. I think we all know that. So yeah. my, my wife is, my, my family is, uh, we're, we're Republicans and I'm not afraid to say it. You know, and then why should people be afraid? Look, man, I grew up in the inner city. It doesn't get more Democrat than that. Then you figure out you got to work yeah. your ass off to get anything unless you get a handout. Then you, t- you know, you make money. You want to pay less taxes. You want to support first responders and small businesses. And you turn Republican. I mean, that's what I know. Scoo's going to say, oh, we're going to edit that out. Hey, no. Yeah. You got to edit it out. But I grew up, I mean, in the inner city of Lake Forest. I mean, I know what it's like. And, you know, my dad was a cop. Listen, in Lake I'm, Forest. Yeah. I'm, I'm pro police. I'm pro fire i am pro uh, first responders everything uh i think we live in a crazy world right now unfortunately and uh do i see a light at the end of the tunnel i don't know i think the 2022 elections are going to say a lot about which way this this uh country goes and i think you guys will both agree with that casey i'm school is i can't hear school did you say something <laughs> i can't who lost his his audio Look, I I have no problem bringing anybody on the show. They want to debate the 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 topics, okay? If you got a if you got an idea or a thought, come on, because this social media cowardice, where it's really easy for somebody to uh, put you down with a few uh, lines of text, actually having somebody come on and you know quote unquote face to face to hear them out, two separate sides of the story, Casey. Reading about you and then hearing you right now, I like two two separate things. You know, we, we, we got to get more people on. Yeah, I mean, you know, Pete, as I said, I, I have I, I I haven't met you two gentlemen. I would love to. And when I say this, um, I'd love to go have a beer. You know, people write things that they don't know me, so they just write what they've heard or what they've read in other publications, right? Without ever knowing me and. That's unfortunate because you're writing something about me that you don't need, you never talked to me. You're speculating yeah. about who, what type yeah. of person I am, or, or I was guilty by association, which is just not true. You don't know me. You don't know anything about me or my family. So 
I would appreciate it if you wouldn't talk about me not knowing me. You gentlemen took the time to call me, and and uh, this worked out where you get to know me a little bit, and maybe I'm not such a bad guy after all of uh, everything that they've wrote about me for the last year and a half, right? Oh, no, Casey and Skew are the good guys. Pete's going to get slammed on this one. <laughs> this no, is I, Pete. <laughs> I, I agree, Pete, and I've said this before. It's just like we're all guilty of, you know, looking at people through social media without knowing them and all that. And just like this podcast, we bring everyone on. And I don't necessarily debate. It's to just have a conversation. But when you do that, you start to go, what are all these people getting all uptight about? These are nice people. They're volunteers. They're doing stuff yeah, that's good yeah. for the community, but tend to attack where we can and where we can hide. And that's the, the sad thing about social media and all that. Okay. Now I'm pissed at you too. For, he took Whole Foods, Costco, and Granger from us, and he's giving out rebates. That's, that's, I got a problem with that. Hey, Pete, not only Costco, but the gas station too. We can't seem to get a gas station yeah, just like Forest because of Costco. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got, man. I tell you, Costco's great with the gas. You guys probably feel up there too because they're 20, 30 cents cheaper on everything. And there's a line, there's a line every morning there to get gas. So those guys are motor fuel tax. So thank you, Pete and, and uh, school for sending them over to us because we get motor fuel tax off that also. Yeah, and I'm a type just like every male, I think, uh, runs the gas tank down to E and says, I can get to there to the next stop before we fill it up. I can't even get out to Westlake Forest <laughs> to Costco to fill it up now when I'm on E. <laughs> <laughs> should, oh, man. Should we, should we let this poor fellow go, Scoo? What do you think? <laughs> hey, one last thing, <laughs> yeah, Casey, because uh, Pete's going to get crucified if, if someone doesn't ask, but you know, you're a football guy. How about the Bears picks? Where do you think they're going? Yeah, so I tell you, this is kind of sad, school, and I, I mean this with all due respect. I don't, I haven't watched it, and I haven't watched NFL very much, just because uh, I don't agree with some of the antics that go on there. Do I follow it? Of course. You know, when Brian retired in 2013, uh, you know, I still had no, I still knew Lance, I still knew Charles, I still knew uh, a few of the people that were playing. Uh, you know, Julius Peppers or whoever was still on the team. You know, maybe Israel Donage or whoever it was. I can't remember, um, but I still, um, I still followed it for a couple years after that because I, I'm a, I'm a college football fanatic. School, honestly, I, I could watch college football from 11 in the morning till the Hawaii game at midnight on the on the West Coast, right? I could, I could watch them just because I love it. I enjoy, I enjoy seeing college athletes perform and and, and uh, do it for the love of the game. Not that the NFL isn't, but I just think it's so. I don't like all the kneeling stuff. I'm, I'm, I've always said that from day one. I'm not a fan of that. I, I think it's disrespectful. People have other opinions. We all have our opinions. Yeah. I just haven't watched it yeah. much, and I, I don't. And Brian and uh, George had a, I wouldn't say a falling out, but Brian posted something on social media, I guess, and and it and it went the wrong way um, for a few people that didn't agree with him, of course. We know where yeah. Brian's coming from because he's a Republican. So, no, they didn't like that and said they were going to distance themselves. And Brian gave 13 years to that team that he, that he and this city. And this city has been nothing but great to him. Nothing but great to him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you guys have been welcoming to us since 2000, school and, and Pete. And we're thankful. We very we are very, very thankful people of what you guys have done. And, 
and provided for our family. So the draft picks this year, I, I, I want, you know, you always want to give it. I liked Mitch. I, I didn't think they should have got rid of Mitch. I thought he was okay. I, I think he's still a young kid and still learning. He played 11 games in college or 15 games in college. I think the sample size was too small. Um, yeah. do, do I think Justin Fields is going to do good? I hope he does. You know, you, geez, we haven't had a quarterback. I mean, if you're going to say Jim McMahon was the quarterback because he won a Super Bowl, then, I mean, that'd be hard-pressed to say, right? But I think you haven't really had a, a solid quarterback. So it's probably Sid Luckman. Let's be honest with each other. I was going to say Harbaugh. You're a pro. I was kidding. You're a pro football guy or a college guy. How about my Indiana Hoosiers? Huh? They got to be on the move up. Hey, I didn't know you went to. I didn't know you went to Indiana. Uh, I could talk Indiana football and 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 just, basketball. Just I'm, ask them. I was surprised they got rid of Archie. I liked Archie, right? You know, he didn't do much there, but. I, I'm winning I'm a, a few I, games there too. Hey, I'm, a die, I'm a diehard night man. I love. Yeah, I was a Bob Knight guy too. So I, I, I like Bobby Knight. I thought they did him wrong, but yeah, I mean, I, I look. The Hoosiers are great. I, I think they, they played well. I, I mean, um, I, I didn't want to see Lovey. I, I talked to Lovey quite a bit when he was at Illinois. I wanted him to turn that program around. It was a, a bias. It was biased by me, of course, because I have a relationship with, with Lovey. But I wanted him to do well. And uh, he just never got to turn around like he thought he would or, or could. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I think the Big Ten's great. I, I do. I, I think there's a lot of a lot of parity and a lot of competitiveness in the Big Ten now. With the, Even look at Illinois basketball this year. I mean, we thought they were – I mean, I know you guys' bracket was probably messed up with everybody else's because I'm sure a lot of you had them in the Final Four. I know I did, right? Maybe. Hey, we got to, let's see, we got three minutes left with the man, okay, before he opens the door and gets to work. Casey, any thoughts, and you can answer it or not answer it. I figure you answered everything else. Any thoughts on the brain injuries and the kids playing ball and whatnot? I'm in the mental health business. I'm in the brain maps and whatnot. The concussion protocols are so darn antiquated. Do you have any thoughts since it's mental health month on, uh, where the sport, football, soccer, even cheerleading is going and dealing with head injuries. Yeah, Pete, I think they've made great strides. I mean, when, when I played and probably at the end of Brian's career in 2012, 2013, it was getting more. I think they had that rule in there where it was if you had uh, had a concussion and you went to the sidelines and were feeling kind of fuzzy or whatever, you know, you were automatically shut down and then you automatically miss the next week or two also until you, you pass. And I think it's a good thing. I, I do. I, I think, you know, now we're seeing it more and more with the CTE and, and all this stuff, the yeah. stuff going on. So I am all for, I'm an advocate for the safety of the game, the proper technique. Do I think the quarterbacks are, are coddled 100%? I, I mean, <laughs> let them play a little bit, please. So I mean, you can't even get within a couple yards of these guys, and they throw the flag on you for getting close to them, right? So, but I, I am, I am all about, it, especially with the younger, younger, younger kids of coming up and seeing what we see now, and you know, you see the Dave Duras and stuff, and and more yeah. athletes coming out with this yeah. later in life of all the headshots. And here, I, I know on ninety five percent of the plays, Brian got hit in the head, you know. So I yeah. think about my family now because. Brian's 40, going to be 43 in, in a couple weeks here. So I, uh, I think about that stuff and it's scary to think about, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge advocate for it. So thank you that Pete, that's a great question because anything they can do to make the game safer, yeah. 
and still make it enjoyable to watch and, and play and do all the correct things. I'm, I'm for that. Well, Brian, you and your bro, man, you, you need a brain map, get a doodle of your noodle, neuronoodle.com and Buffalo Grove. We're there for you. We got to let this guy go. Scoo. What do you think? That's great. Great. Casey, thanks for coming on. Now Pete's going to get emails from quarterbacks now that are going to have to come on and defend their. <laughs> I am. But join me in on that conversation. Cause I'd like to be the defensive guy when the, when the offensive guy is talking about that they don't get hit because they don't get hit. Let's be honest. All right. Thanks for listening to the Lake Forest podcast. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Smash that like button on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you like to hear about any upcoming shows. Again, I'm Pete and can be reached at Pete at LakeForestPodcast.com. The link will be in the podcast notes below. On behalf of my co-host, Scoo Walker, we thank you for listening. Cue the band. Cue the band.